When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. A bittersweet collapse. You know, that's a fair amount of what I talk about here on this channel, a collapse. And and I think that could be best described as the end of the world as we know it. Now, I'm not talking about all the way to the extreme, the idea of a total breakdown of society, of institutions, of government, of the power grid or supply chains or anything like that. Rather, much of what I focus on, I should add, those are all a possibility, what I just mentioned. Not necessarily a bad idea to prepare for such a possibility either. But, but a lot of what I focus on is the end of the world as we know it because of the failure of a few key pieces that maintain the world as we know it, namely a functioning financial system. And I can call it a, a well-functioning financial system, but it is currently functioning at the, at the time that I'm making this video. A serviceable currency, whether this is the dollar, the euro, or some other fiat currency. It's not the best currency we could conceive of, but it's, it's serviceable. It's you know, functioning, much like the financial system. And an economy that is running and, and works for a fair amount of, of people, not something that is totally in shambles. That's the world as we know it. And, and ultimately... You know, this collapse that I talk about revolves around those things failing, a financial system that is seizing up, a currency that is rapidly inflating or otherwise does not kind of fit the criteria for a good currency. It's not a stable, uh, I guess, store of, of value, if, if we could even call it that today, um, and an economy that is in shambles. I'm talking homelessness, joblessness, and a lot of uh, societal angst. That's what I want. That's what I talk about when I talk about a collapse. And of course, the title of this video is a bittersweet collapse. What do I mean by that? Well, I want to talk about the alternative. When I, when I talk about this collapse, and I think there's some people that get the sense that, well, I'm buying precious metals or I'm preparing for that because you know I really don't want it to happen, but I think at some point it will. But what if it doesn't happen? And does that leave us in a better position over the long run for those of us that have many decades in front of us as well as uh, children or grandchildren or great-grandchildren that will be living in the future and have to deal with the ramifications of what happens uh, right now and what's happened in the past. What if this collapse that I'm referring to, this breakdown of the financial system, happens later rather than sooner? Is that a good thing? And I don't think it's too hard to to answer that question by simply extrapolating what we have seen play out here in the United States over the last 10 plus years, as well as what we've seen play out in other countries, such as maybe Japan uh, over the last couple of decades, and extrapolate that to our own future here in much of the Western world. Basically, what I'm saying here is that if collapse, the, the, the breakdown of those three key components, doesn't happen or it happens later rather than sooner, uh, yeah, it, it might not hurt as much. We might not have widespread uh, um, uh, outbreaks of, 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 of violence or homelessness or, or people losing their jobs or, or, or riots or mobs or crime. Or whatever. Over the short term, we might not experience that. But 
the extrapolation of the current trends is going to be reduced standard of living, reduced employment, increased debt, which you know one could also define as kind of an increased uh, you know, enslavement or increased uh, uh, you know obligation to other people, and an economy that is uh, stagnating. Not robust growth, but but very, very little growth. I'm talking about 1% GDP, 0.5%, maybe 2% on a good quarter, right? That's what we have to look forward to. Again, much of what we've seen in Japan over the last couple of decades is what we could kind of expect in the future if this collapse comes later rather than sooner. And so what, right from the beginning, you have to ask yourself is, is, yeah, I'm not looking forward to the collapse either, but is it the worst thing that could happen? Because ultimately, the alternative over the short term maybe looks better, but over the long term still looks pretty painful. It still looks like uh, the trends that we've seen play out over the last couple decades. An increased disparity of wealth, more and more wealth going to the rich, less and less to the poor, increasing amounts of debt, more and more financial repression, uh, less and less wage growth, lower and lower quality of life, standard of living. That's what we have to look forward to. And of course, the alternative to that, what I'm talking about here, a collapse that comes later rather than sooner, is a collapse that comes sooner rather than later. And that's where we get into this idea of a bittersweet collapse. Again, it's going to suck, right? Many of you guys remember what 2008, 2009 looked like. Um, Maybe some of our our parents, grandparents, great-grandparents remember what the Great Depression looked like if, if they're still with us. I'm sure it wasn't fun to live through that. In fact, I don't remember a whole lot of the Great Recession given my my relatively young age. And in this next recession, this next breakdown or potential collapse of those three key elements could be even worse. It's not going to be fun. As I said, homelessness, joblessness, societal angst, defaults of corporations, defaults of countries, collapse of currencies, a seizing of the financial system, and economic Ruin. I know it sounds like doom and gloom, but but again, going back to the beginning of this video, it could be much worse. We could be talking about things like nuclear war or, or solar flare or something like that. It's going to be bad. And yet, what silver lining can we find on that? First of all, as I said before, maybe a collapse sooner rather than later is for the better because there's hope in that. There's a possibility for a cleansing of the system for... Uh, new policy or, or new philosophy regarding future uh, economic policy, future economic growth to be constructed for us to realize that, hey, uh, this, this debt problem that we got to, into in the, ba- in the past, this idea of, of a managed economy where, where it is the worst thing in the world for us to ever slip into a recession and, and central banks and governments should do their very best to prevent that, you know, maybe that was a failed idea. Maybe the business cycle is not a bad, inherently bad thing, but a necessary and good thing. And maybe we can experience high amounts of economic growth. I mean, the the example I always use is going back to the Great Recession, the financial crisis. What if that was allowed to run its course? What if governments and banks, central banks didn't step in? It would have sucked, right? We would have seen major banks and probably the entire financial institution or or system go, go belly up. But what would growth have looked like since then? It would have been a cleansing moment. Bad debt, bad corporation, they would have uh, been, been worked out of the system. And who knows, you know, since then we could be looking at, I don't know, 
year-over-year growth. Instead, we're seeing stagnating growth. For the most part, 1%, 2%, always with a fear of slipping into a recession, always with the requirement of more and more government spending, more and more debt creation, and more and more easing by central banks. And I don't want that for another decade, for another two or three decades. I'd like periods of high economic growth again. And so again, a bittersweet collapse. Is it the worst thing? At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. In the world for us to somewhat start over, start anew. The same thing goes for for our political systems. Democrat or Republican, I think we can agree that uh, there's something broken about our our, our political system. I'm sure many Australians or or, or uh, uh, citizens over on, on the other side of the Atlantic, the UK, uh, you know, France, uh, Germany, the EU as a whole. I'm sure we can agree to some level on the fact that our, our current political system just doesn't work well. Now, my my belief is that we're never going to fix things. Humans are, are never going to fix these things permanently on our own. You know, I, I I'm a big uh, a proponent of the idea that that we as humans are are inherently flawed, right? Uh, and that kind of goes back to my overall view on 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 humanity and 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 uh, with me being a, a Christian, uh, a believer of the Bible, and and the idea that again humans are are inherently flawed. We can oftentimes fix these things on our own, and yet, if we kind of start over, can we make something better? It's not a guarantee, but it's a chance to make something better, uh, to, to, to try something new. Because obviously what we've been trying for, for many uh, decades now has, has only gotten worse and worse, right? Uh, the democracy or the republics that we live in have only really deteriorated, become more, more polarized and, and less functioning of governments. And, and, you know, the other thing that could be bittersweet about this next collapse is, is how society is, you know, kind of arranged. You know, right now we have, in much of the Western world, what we maybe could call a, a, a kleptocracy. We could call it a, a oligarchy. You could call it a technocracy. All those terms could be technically correct, right? You have a ruling class, whether that's corporations that are in bed with government. You have government and and politicians that are constantly promising more and more uh, irresponsible policies to to, uh, basically uh, get them extra votes in in the future. I mean, all those things, uh, corporatocracy, that could be an excellent description as well. Um, But basically what we see is a ruling class, whether it's corporations or government, or I believe both, that are designing policies, economic policies and, and otherwise, that lead to less and less wealth for the vast majority of people, less and less power, less and less liberty for the vast majority of people, and more and more for the few elite, the 1%, the 0.1%. And would a collapse potentially lead to more you know, justice? I mean, people on the left are always talking about this idea of justice and equality or, or equity or whatever you want to call it. But oftentimes they, they believe that, that government can somehow enforce that. 
but what if that's not the case? I'm a big believer that it's actually not the case. And and what if you know through through a reset of of the overall system, uh, the economy, the currency, the financial system, we can somehow balance things back out again. And it's not going to be predetermined to to redistribute wealth to the very wealthy. What if we can do this through those means rather than you know the the alternative that socialists propose through through a massive taxation of the rich, which I don't think is right at all. I, you know I. I oftentimes say that, you know, I have no problem with people being rich. And I don't think we should tax them at crazy high rates just to, quote, unquote, redistribute this wealth. I mean, in the end, that wealth is just going to the government, not to, to the, 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 uh, the impoverished or to the poor. But, but no, there's nothing wrong with being rich. It's just when they're being rich through uh, immoral means, through... Uh, you know, corporatocracy through through accumulation of power. Whether we're talking about uh, corporations uh, like like a Lockheed Martin or or Boeing or something like that 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 use things like war and and political sway to make money, or if it's something like the Clintons who use their political power to 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 uh, to get paid you know hundreds of thousand dollars for for speaking engagements, right? That's the kind of of uh, wealth that that I kind of have a problem with, right? Or, or the Clinton Foundation as a whole and, and, and that whole debacle, right? And so being rich is not necessarily bad, but, but how you get rich, I, that, that matters to me. And can a reset somehow fix that? And also, you know, I think there's this, there's this concept, you know, going back to this idea of, of redistribution of wealth. And I talked about this in one of my recent videos. You know, I was listening to, to a segment called Marketplace. It's on NPR, National Public Radio, uh, I think every night at, at 6 p.m. Central. I don't listen to it every night, but sometimes when I'm in the car, I'll, I'll turn it on. And there's this guy in there, this, this Kai Rizdal, who, who kind of hosts the program, uh, kind of a mainstream uh, economic mind. And and one day they were talking about inflation and how low inflation is, is really just confusing a lot of policymakers and central bankers and whatnot. Why can't we get inflation up? And he starts off the segment by saying, Inflation, you know, this isn't a perfect word-for-word uh, word account, but inflation is something that most people think of as a bad thing, but actually it's a good thing, right? People think of it as a bad thing because it eats away at their salary or their savings, but it's actually a good thing because it's required to, to you know, keep the system running, to, to keep the financial system going, and then they pull out some really, him and I think a guest actually pull out some really poor debunked arguments about why deflation bad is bad, inflation is good, uh, but but. I mean that's that's really the 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 hubris of of the financial system or central banking today that we know better than you that we know what's best for you. Maybe it seems like losing two percent of your salary every year through inflation or more or your savings or that that, that type of of devaluation of your wealth that theft if you want to call it that is a bad thing. It might seem like that, but actually you know it's for your own good it's necessary. I would argue it's not. Now, maybe in the current system, you could argue it is absolutely necessary to prevent this collapse that I'm referring to. But does that really make it necessary or does it just make it necessary to prevent a collapse that they don't want to happen? It's not in our best interest, right? Right, And that's not the only example, right? Government and central bankers, bankers always do things that are apparently in our best interest, right? Quantitative easing and 0% interest rate policy it's in the best interest of the broader economy. But is it? Because as a whole, those policies have redistributed wealth to the wealthy. The wealthy get richer, the rich get richer, and the poor get poorer, right, as a result of those policies. Sure, it's prevented a full-blown collapse over the short term, but is it really in our best interests? 
I don't think it is, right? And again, a bittersweet collapse. It's going to suck. But a lot of these things, we have hope for change, hope for something different in the future. So I hope this has been some good food for thought. I hope I've helped you reconsider this, right? I I try really hard sometimes not to be a person that wants to see or, or appears to be somebody that wants to see the world burn, right? Uh, my wife will tell you that I'm oftentimes maybe in a bit of a better mood when the stock market is going down versus when it's going up because I see the system for what it is. It's rigged with manipulation. It's rigged to, again, make the rich richer and the poor poorer. And that's not some socialist rant, right? You guys know I'm not a fan of socialism or anything like that. I just think that that's how the system is set up. And so when I see a reversal of how the system has behaved for a long period of time, yeah, it puts me in a better mood because of this idea of a bittersweet collapse. That's what I want. I don't want the duration of my life, the next 50 years of my life, to be characterized by financial repression, high inflation, lower and lower standard of living. No, I would be willing to exchange that for a couple years of financial and economic ruin and decades of the potential for strong, robust economic growth and growth of standard of living here in the West. That's what I would much rather prefer. And I think it would really flip this whole system on its head if um, we, we don't ultimately. I mean, that's always the risk is the, the risk that we, we exchange one poor uh, system for another one. But, but I hope that, that hopefully we can somehow change this or at least we have a chance to, to opt out of it in the future. But anyways, I hope you enjoyed this video. I hope you enjoyed this talk. As always, I'd like to hear your thoughts on this down below in the comment section. Subscribe to my channel if you haven't and you enjoy these types of videos or other discussions about precious metals, the markets, etc. As always, thank you guys from the bottom of my heart for watching this video, listening to this podcast, and God bless.